Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to Masculine Talk with me, Kyle Anderson. I have a good buddy of mine on the podcast today, Jimmy Lewis, a.k.a. Jimmy Three. He's a musician. He's a guy y'all need to uh, pay attention to. Got some good songs out there. We talk about vulnerability in men. Something that is uh, not talked about a whole lot, so that's going to be an interesting thing. I want y'all to listen to this. I want y'all to holler at me, okay? Tweet me, Instagram, DM me, email me, call me on my cell phone, all that stuff. I want to see what's going on. So, um, listen to this. Let me know what y'all think, man. He is a uh, he's a musician. We worked together in Chattanooga for a little while. Um, he's from Memphis, like me. A lot in common. So it's an interesting show. Let me know what you think, man. As men, we can have a difficult relationship with our feelings. From a young age, we're taught to buck up that being manly means being stoic. Then, when we're older and experience emotion, we don't recognize it, don't know what to do with it. Don't know how to channel it in a healthy direction. Being fully present emotionally means being able to recognize and honor your feelings. Being able to experience them fully without getting uncomfortable. And then directing the energy from your emotions into constructive action. That quote right there is from The Art of Manliness, a wonderful blog that y'all must check out. Jimmy. What up? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, buddy. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on, man. I just, um, oh, for everybody listening... Jimmy Lewis, a.k.a. Jimmy Three, a musician. Uh, some good stuff I want to talk to you about, man. Now, we were talking earlier. I just read off my quote. I want to I want to talk about your quote. You sent me this earlier. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity by Dr. Yeah. Ber- Brene Brown. Why did you choose that quote? Because I think that when it comes to us as men, especially the things that were read off, it makes sense when it comes to vulnerability. Whether you look at the creativity aspect, you know, deciding to take a risk by opening up your emotions, uh, maybe on the emotional level. Um, I don't know, empathy as far as relating to people. I don't know, vulnerability relates a lot to that, in my opinion. Well, that's a lot to unpack. Um, now, you said that, you said that, the idea of vulnerability is what got you into music, right? Yeah, for sure. What do you What do you mean by that? So that I, I figured a question like this would come. Um, it's interesting because I think music is supposed to be a way to escape from reality. So in a sense, like you're using it to go to another world, which seems like you're not dealing with the issues here. But like when I'm making music, I think that. I can say things when I'm writing lyrics that I probably wouldn't normally say about myself to somebody in person. So in that sense, it kind of allows you to become this character that you can just say shit about your life through. It's like you're, it's like you're writing a novel, but you're doing it in a song and you're creating this little persona and you reveal tidbits to yourself. So that's, that's what I mean with the vulnerability aspect of music. And it's very freeing. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, I, I recently got into Well, I've always loved music, but I just now got into like thinking about doing it for myself. And as we were talking about earlier, I don't want, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, become a musician or anything like that. But uh, it's interesting because, well, you said you can go away from reality. I, and my opinion is that you can create your own reality where you're able to do whatever you want in that reality. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're right. It's very freeing in the in the way that you can like say whatever you want, uh, things that, things that come up as thoughts in your mind, you're able to maybe say out loud, or you can express it through, uh, through, through a certain instrument or through a variety of different instruments. And 
And uh, it really is the, the universal uh, language. Okay, so l- let me ask you this, because I know you said you're just getting into music yourself. Yeah. Uh, sorry to flip this back on you, but uh, you're fine, just out of curiosity, I know you said you just started music, but do you often, like, or do you, have you gotten to a point where maybe you hear something in your head and you're like, you know what, I at least want to get this out there into the universe. I want to get this on my computer. Have you done that yet? Um, well, that's a difficult question. I, I kind of do that just through language though. So like, that's what kind of why I did the podcast. Okay. I, I think, I think speaking, you know, like, like, like articulating what I'm saying, I think that's, that's what I do well, just cause I've done that for my entire life. Um, so that, that's why I think that way with music, I got interested because it's a, it's a, a different, more creative realm. That's why I, I like the idea of being able to do that in order just to challenge myself and to, and to express myself in maybe a different language. You know what I mean? Do, do you consider yourself a creative in general? Like if you were to be like, describe me, like, would you consider it? And I don't, I don't mean to say non-creative in a bad light. I mean, more so in the sense of some people are very mechanical minded. They just have a way, a mind that works like that, and it allows them to maximize, like, every aspect of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. No. Uh, growing up, I did, definitely did not consider myself creative, but some I don't know what happened over the past few years, but I've just kind of opened um, my mind to different opportunities and different ways of thinking and become more empathetic, I guess you could say, in some way, so I can see where somebody comes from with something you know and, and especially with yeah. music you can kind of just sense that there's a different um a, 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 a deeper way of expressing yourself you know what i mean yeah definitely 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 so that's what i mean and like i've been listening to music my whole life and and so I'm, I'm not new to what the idea of music is but trying to learn it for myself you know that takes a certain amount of um openness to be able to try to do so that's the only reason why i say that man but um Oh, yeah. While we're here, I do want to say I'm going to plug. We're going to do your new song, OVO Sounds, at the end of the podcast. So for everybody who was wanting to uh, – who who's wondering if they should still listen, yes, at the end of it, you're going to hear his new song. It's going to be great. So a little shameless plug for you, man. That's all. Hey, appreciate that, boss, man. Definitely. Yeah. So I was excited when, when, when we decided to talk about vulnerability, uh, especially because that seems like um, – for a lot of the conversations that you might have with men on a deeper level, the first thing you have to do is accept the idea that men are vulnerable creatures. Yeah, for sure. It's now becoming a normal thing to say. A lot of people are now saying that the male ego is very fragile and we're having discussions on that. But for the course of history, I mean, masculinity has meant a certain thing and it was a stoicism and it was a certain a certain way of doing things that uh, pushing through and not thinking about emotions it was more logic based and and all this stuff but now we're starting to have the conversation to where people can look at their mental health and their psychological wellness and to really kind of put things in perspective and so i think that any good conversation if you're gonna have with somebody must start out with admitting that you must be vulnerable yeah um yeah men's vulnerability that like i said that i guess that's why we're having this this talk here but that is definitely a thing that here, here's how i think about it so like you were just saying men were always these stoics like psychology didn't even come into for like into the for uh foreplay into like the 60s and then even then it was seen as like something that was like for like children or for women and I'm not saying that myself as to be demeaning, but that's just how it was looked at. So you have these men telling everybody that men don't do this. We don't get looked at on the internal level. But like you said, it's now becoming socially acceptable for us men to sit here and be like, hey, look, my feelings matter too. Like, I need to talk about these things so I can be a normal functioning human being. Yeah. And I, well, I think that's important. Now, one thing I want to point out a couple months ago, the American Psychological Association released a new document, kind of like an internal legislation. They released a new program on how to deal with boys and men, and they've never done that before. They did it for uh, they did it for minorities, they did it for women, they did it for you know all these different other um, I guess you could say protected groups, ways to look at people. But they haven't done one for boys and men, and they released one, and it was very um, embarrassing, honestly. A lot of the pro men psychologists, the ones who kind of who who I kind of vibe with, 
they said it was a in, in a PhDs and whatnot. They said it was a very embarrassing document and that they're not going to be following that. And I do want to mention that because the 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 discussion is not going in a in, in a good manner on how to progress forward, in my opinion. Now, and I'm not I'm, I'm sorry to be preaching to you about this, but that is a, a big deal to me. So when we're having this discussion on vulnerability and about you know male emotions and all this stuff. It's important to try to do it in the in the best way forward. That that's not maybe appealing to every other group, and it's not necessarily, you know, fitting in with the current thing. I th- I think when it comes to the status quo, there's there needs to be a discussion that's going to go back to some of the ancient wisdom on what it means to be a man and adapting it to the, the current uh, to the current way of knowledge that we have now. Uh, just you know, being being in the 21st century, you know, it's 2019 now. Things are very, very different than it was hundreds of years ago. So, when we have this discussion, it, it's important to to really push back. And I guess that's what I, I think I warned you earlier. I, I said I might be pushing back on some stuff, but I, I, I like I like where we're heading with it. So, I do agree with that. Okay, um, I'll say this because uh, I feel like they're kind of like undertones of this on what you were just saying. Like I think. There is definitely a masculine energy. I think there is a feminine energy. I think that the majority of people that exist on this earth can exist. They like they cannot exist with themselves. So they don't even know how to exist with the other person, the next person, the other gender, the other species, whatever. They don't know how to interact with them in a healthy manner. Yeah. So when you talk about what's toxic versus what isn't, what isn't, what's um masculine versus what's feminine i do think certain things do get lost in translation are just like mixed because people have got their heads up their own asses but yeah like if you <laughs> like meet like an actually cool lady who's like not like her own she's her own person independent strong all of that but she has her yin to your yang then like it makes sense and it, the like the energies are understood does that make sense yeah well Especially when it comes to, I mean, when it comes to toxic masculinity, that's a whole, you know, I need a whole season to talk about that, man. But <laughs> there's so much to discuss, man, because some of it's true, some of it's false, you know. Now, what, what you're saying, facts. though, say what? I said facts, my bad. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine, dude. Um, I'm reading a book right now, and it was, it's kind of, um, it's a deep psychology book about male psychology. So it's literally like the psychology of man. I'll, I'll probably do one of these. I'm starting to do uh, book reviews on this podcast, you know, just, just little tidbits in between here and there with my discussions with people. Now in this book, he was talking about there's certain male masculinity as well as a female one. Now, Carl Jung, he's a, he's a famous psychologist. And he was saying that, that uh, everybody has both of them. And one of the weird things that, that, that kind of threw me off is he said, every, like on a very, very deep level, on a very abstract level, every man has an inner woman in them. They've got that feminine energy that you're talking about. And you need to get that shit straight before you try to figure out your love life, you know, in the in, in the real world, in the external world. Because if you don't know what you want a woman, then what the hell are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so he was explaining that, and, and, and it made a lot of sense. Like, you need to have an idea of what you want in, in that other side of you that you don't necessarily, that you're not necessarily, um, you know, very good in. And because if you don't, then that's that, that's how you see that um, maybe that toxic side or that, you know, you're not able to, able to be psychologically complete without understanding that side of you. And so that is kind of the – that's kind of the idea of the vulnerability thing. Where if you can admit that, then there's a whole whole world out there where you go, man. Uh, okay, so I'm vulnerable. I, I recognize that now. I can really understand life. I can really work towards trying to understand how I feel about myself and what I'm going to do, what my interests are, and what my feelings are, and all that, and and, and all that stuff. Man, I'll I'll say this. Um, a reason why being vulnerable is, in my opinion, something that should be considered like admirable, something that's good, is because uh, it makes you very human. Like, there's nothing more human than pretty much being open about your experience on this earth. I think that's one of the most awesome, like most honest things anybody can ever do is just like candidly give their description of their life and um. 
like you said, it, it, it requires you to open up, which is a strange thing to do when you consider that most of us are just constant strangers to the other person unless you take the time to get to know each other. But yeah, it makes you human. So you don't see things in the context of I'm a man, she's a woman. It just sees it. You see it as like, hey, I'm another human being. Like I'm another soul that like somehow was tricked into being alive. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, now I'm just trying to navigate with being the most honest version of myself possible. Because I think that's how you move forward. When, like, when you're vulnerable, you allow yourself to see your flaws. You let everybody else see them. And that's the only way, if you can learn from all of that, to truly be better. Did you say tricked into being alive? I, I say that because, like, <laughs> <laughs> because, like nobody, like, I, I say it in a joking manner because, like, nobody, like, um, asked to be brought here. Nobody was like, yo, put me on this earth. But somehow, you know, somebody fucking, like, shook the dice and, like, in some other fucked up world, excuse my language, you know what I'm saying, the heavens conspired and tricked somebody and brought you here. So you were tricked in the fuck, like, you're tricked into being alive, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious. I just I just like the words. That was, you get tricked into being alive, and there you are, alive. Um, yeah, that's how it yeah. That's, that's how true, though, man. Hey, also, this is an ex- an explicit uh, 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 show, so you're fine to cuss. <laughs> cuss when you feel necessary, okay? Fucking cuss, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, but so when I think of vulnerability, I, I do think that there is a specific way that people feel that. And so, like, with men, a lot of the time, like, growing up, you don't necessarily feel that way or you don't recognize that you feel that way. So and so with that quote earlier, um, that you know, and that's the one I sent you. Um, the idea in my mind is that when it comes to men and emotions, the first thing you need to do is recognize it, because once you recognize it, you're allowed to own it, and once you can own it, then you can understand it, and once you can understand it, you can use that for a productive purpose, and you can, and you're able to to to, to you know to live your life and direct your purpose according to what you might be feeling and, and be able to use it for productive purposes. I'm going to, okay. I'm a, I'm a piggyback off of that because yeah, that, that's exactly how I feel about like, that's, that's how I feel any man should look at like, I guess life in the sense of, um, I don't know, recognizing your own emotions, owning up to them, because that's the only way you can truly learn how you should uh, respond appropriately and how to process them. Like I'm, I'm 28 and, uh, let's just which I didn't know, by the way, I didn't know. I didn't, I ain't calling you old. I just didn't realize that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, bro. Um, no. Nah, uh, and I know you're like what? 23, 24, 20. Yeah. 24 going on 50. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, no, like at your age to have that self-awareness, like I've always been a self-aware person, but for some reason, like, emotions were the hardest thing for me to master and so i think that with any man here's what i'll like i'm gonna backtrack a bit i think yes i think every man should understand their emotions but i think the emotion that causes us causes us the most amount of grief that makes us feel like we can't be vulnerable is the like the anger or jealousy emotion oh good ones when a dude feels jealous nine times out of ten i guarantee you he doesn't like that he's feeling that way. And so he doesn't address what's making him jealous. He just gets angry that he's feeling that way and embarrassed. So he gets mad. And so instead of addressing the issue, this man's just now like hyped off his own testosterone and pissed and uh, just looking to lash out at somebody. Whereas like me, myself, I'm, I'm in a relationship. Sometimes she won't like, it'll be things that literally are like, meaningless like she made me like hey i talked to this dude and like something like i don't know maybe a smile will come across the face and i'll be like whoa like wait a minute why does this dude make you smile but then i'll be like wait a minute dog like that's a very irrational thought bro like chill out like she's good like she loves you yada 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 and so you go from there and like i said uh jealousy is one of those emotions that when it comes to vulnerability a lot of men don't like to own up to and i swear to god that's a lot of the issue in my opinion Oh, dude, jeal- yeah, jealousy is the one. If there's one, if there's one specific emotion that I know uh, makes me act erratic, it's definitely jealousy. 
and it's definitely a lot of time regarding women and it's definitely <laughs> yeah. no for yeah, straight up man like if you're no if you're facts. sitting there facts dude if you're sit like if something happens if you try to holler at a girl and then and then something else happens and it's not going your way you get a little bit of jealousy in you Woo! who knows what's gonna happen and 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 I've, I've i've tried to learn how to train myself to, to to articulate what's going on to where before any I, I do any actions you know before i start sitting there like doing something uh you know confronting people and and doing this and that i go okay what's going on okay you're feeling this way because this happened with this person and you think that that's not cool what are you gonna do about yeah. it what's the most what's the wisest thing to do is it to go after you know the person that, that, that you know that that the girl you're trying to holler at's talking to or is it to check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah and and take that into context and then maybe maybe you could just walk up and see what's going on you know what i'm saying like it, there's so many different things but um some some certain emotions make you act before you think and that's that that's dangerous yes um, I'm trying to think of like, besides like just general anger, I like I can't really think of one that is much is as much of a trigger for dudes like well jealousy like embarrassment like that that's what causes a lot of dudes to not want to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to be embarrassed. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's so emasculating to get embarrassed on like a public stage or like even in like your personal life. Like let's let's go back to the woman example. Say there's a woman you really like, and uh, maybe you like tried to make this bold display, and she just totally didn't feel it. But then like the next like week, she's dating somebody else. You're gonna feel fucking embarrassed on a personal level, and that makes you want to like clam up and never open up. But like, <clears throat> isn't part of finding love being vulnerable in the first place to see if it's gonna work or not? Like, is it somebody you want to be with? And it didn't work that time. Okay, cool. Yeah, back up, you know, dust your shirt off and go for the next attractive, beautiful lady who, you know, gives you the time of day. Yeah. All right. Real quick. I do want to say this show that I'm trying to do, I'm imagining as if there is a dude out there, uh, a young guy. Let's just say he's like 20 or something. He's got nothing going for him. He has no relationships, no friends. (laughs) He doesn't have a good job. His family don't like him. He spends all of his time in his room. And who knows? I don't even know what he's doing. He, he watching TV. I don't know. I'm just imagining like a guy that's got nothing going for him. And I'm trying to see the wisdom that, you know, guys like you and I might be able to, to, to give him. That's what I'm imagining the show to be. And so when you say that, um, what I what I want people to understand is that it's a natural thing to feel that. Like, like emotions are a natural thing. Logic and wisdom are not natural. They are learned and they are developed. So, yeah. and so like when you feel that jealousy, you know, you got to practice it. You know what I'm saying? You can't just like casually just be like, I'm good. If, if you do that, then we know you're not because it takes a minute. To, it takes a while to understand how to develop that and to be able to be good. Um, when somebody just out of nowhere says, Oh, I'm good. And that's when, you know, I mean, I've done, I mean, I've gotten car wrecks and shit. I'm good. They're like, you just got in a car wreck. You need to go to the hospital. No, I'm good. They said, you bleeding. Well, you're going to the hospital. Like, there are, like, the ego is a weird thing. And so if you put your ego in check and allow yourself to develop on, a, on an internal level, then you can process things and develop into a, a better version of yourself. That's what the show's about, for the record. Okay, cool, yeah. I'm totally with it, totally with it, man. Because um, I literally wish – one at the age of 20 i was listening to podcasts uh two that i had some like all-knowing person or people out there to give me some solid advice so i'm definitely with it buddy well it's not about being all-knowing did you say all-knowing yeah like all-knowing in the sense of like i'm 20 years old and pretty much any person that can offer what i i think to be reasonable advice i'll be like that's my go-to guru right there yeah yeah, yeah. i know what you mean okay i know what you mean well uh, nobody knows everything but you know you can listen to a lot of people and gain wisdom from what they're saying so yeah i figured i figured let's try to have some out there for men you know i think so. honestly yeah yeah i pursued a knowledge uh i think for men i think you know what i'm saying like think about all the coolest like book heroes like the dude from count of monte cristo this man acquired an insane amount of knowledge and was able to like rule his life for the like once he got out of prison and all of his good stuff 
to be the fucking man. And I'm not saying that anybody's life is going to turn out like that, but yes, the pursuit <laughs> of knowledge is always beautiful. Hey, it might be good. You hear about that dude in um in prison? He was in prison. I think he still is. And he st- he started he couldn't even read, but he started studying the stock market. Somebody said, "Oh, the stock market? Yeah, that's where white people keep their money." And this dude like studied it, and now he he's going around the different prisons, explaining financial literacy to people. <laughs> that's badass. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, look him up, dude. He he's he's great. He's so smart and shit. Yeah, like the news of you know he he got the news attention and all this stuff. Oh, dude, it's cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I forgot we're getting off up. I wanted to get back to this. What was your so like explain like okay so I think when you were about what was it was it fifteen or ten or what what was the age you got into music? Honestly, it was about like the fourteen fifteen uh, age. Did you have a certain instrument around, or did you have like a maybe like a laptop with an internal microphone? What happened? So, okay, actually, before I even, like, formally got into, like, making my own music, I was in, like, fifth grade, and I, it was my first year in Memphis City Schools, and I think they had just did this program for inner city schools, like, hey, we're going to bring music to the inner city schools, and I was like, all right, cool, so, like, this is me coming from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, having this weird accent, and just being completely different from everybody, and, uh, yeah, they're like, yo, you guys want to, like, learn how to play, like, the viola, the violin, the cello, or the bass? I, I chose the viola. So, fifth and sixth grade, I started fucking doing that shit. And then um, got to middle school, got scared, didn't want to be labeled a nerd, so I stopped playing music. But then when I got to high school, my brother's friend got me back into making music, and we had a computer at the time. So, I, like, downloaded this illegal copy of this fucking uh, music program to produce and then we would record using this fucking twenty dollar mic. That's literally. That's dude. That's good. I had a buddy. Oh, I did. I had a buddy in high school. He was into. He was into music. He was into rapping. He come over. He come over to my house, and we'd have all the buddies over. We were drinking four locos and <laughs> rapping. If you can imagine, well, you from Barlet. If you can imagine, just a bunch of Barlet folks with a uh, with an with the inner Memphis guy uh, trying to rap. Um, just like creating the goofiest damn sounds. It was hilarious. They're not on the internet anymore. So, so I'm not gonna be able to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But I, I enjoyed it though, man. Um, so, but when he did it, was it like a, I'm trying to figure out what would be the experience or like the, the cause to do that. Like I found I just wanted another way to maybe express myself, and that's why I'm like, you know, interested in the guitar now or stuff like that. Yeah. For you, was it like, a, did you just accidentally do it one day, or you know, or was there like a calling where you said, "I heard that song, it sounds good, I'm gonna try to play something like that" or something like, you know? Okay. Yeah. No. Um. So like, I got like kind of like a weird mosh of influences that kind of made me really get into music. So like. I remember when Kanye West first came out, I always thought that dude was a fucking boss. I was like, man, this is fucking badass. And then he made one album. It was Graduation. It was like his third album. Mm-hmm. It was synth heavy. And I was like, dog, I have never really heard anybody in rap use synths like that. And then um, you got shit like, there's this dude from the 80s called Gary Newman. He made the song Cars. Like, here in my car. I feel safest of all. He made that song. And dudes just use like sense in a super insane way. And then last but not least, this band called like the Cool Kids. I discovered them from a Napster com- commercial. If you remember that little fucking uh thing on the computer to download Napster, bro. Yeah, but I discovered this band from there, and uh they were like this new school rap group that like made retro sounding beats, and the shit was hard as fuck. So that's literally where I like I was like. All of this makes sense for a dude like me because I was like a weird little black dude, man. I was always like on the internet. You still a weird little black dude, bro. No worries. Honestly, yeah, facts. Like straight up, like it probably won't. It's like luckily my lady is very embracing of that, but yeah, I, I'm I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better take off that fanny pack one day, bro. They ain't gonna hire you nowhere. <laughs> no, that fanny pack, man. It's uh, it's part of that. It's it, it adds to the appeal. It's like a garnishment on top of a fucking meal. No, that's true, though. That's a fashion statement right there. People know what they're dealing with when they see that fanny pack. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and it's so convenient, too. You can put, like, my phone there, your wallet there. Like, 
various small things you would carry throughout your day. Oh, I ain't hating on the fanny pack. My dad's been rocking one for 30 years, man. Uh, oh, yeah. You got got 30, he got the nice, you know, leather one. You know what I'm saying? Multiple <laughs> pockets. You know, keys here, phone there. This before the iPhone, you know, little phone pocket. Oh, man, I'm jealous of that. I'm ready for those to come back in style, honestly. Hey, dude, just, just literally buy one and make it your – like, once you make it a part of your, like, literally, like, ecosystem of existing – then that's when you like are just like yeah fuck it it's like it's part of me now that's that's how i try to do anything fashion wise <laughs> it has yeah. to be like effective as well it can't just be a piece of clothing it has like if i buy shoes they have to be insanely comfortable like i wear my birkenstocks all the time because they look awesome and they are incredible on the feet mm. i'll tell you what when i get uh when i get beat up for wearing a fanny pack i'm blaming you and that's what i'll say <laughs> Well, then at least you knew you were being vulnerable, man. Like, you right. were being vulnerable in that moment. Uh, yeah. Okay. Way to bring it back to the conversation. Way to call me out on me being ignorant. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Damn. I'm getting schooled. Okay. Hey, so, okay. I don't even know what question to ask next. I got so many. Hey, keep going, man. When it comes to vulnerability, why don't you think on the mass level in 2019, we haven't had that conversation yet. Like as far as men as a group, when there's so many different men, you know, like, like when there's, when it's, how do I express this? With the amount of gay men out there now, with the amount of men who are artists now, with the amount of men who are just completely fine living what they might say, living their truth and all these things and that with the fact that we're allowed to do whatever we want now, why haven't we had that conversation about like being vulnerable for men? Um, that, I think that in itself is a very good question. I, I think I could throw many different things out there and I think they would all hold some validity. I guess one of the main things I'm going to say is that with men being seen as it's like, <clears throat> When you create the when you create the game, people are gonna look at you pretty weirdly when you're questioning certain aspects of the game. It's like, dude, you made the game. Why are you questioning this? So I say that for men in the sense of like, quote unquote, the patriarchy. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know I know that term sounds fucking terrible every time you hear it, but like, you know, men start this society and stuff like that. So like, it's one of those things where like for the most part, even us as men, we pushed that conversation to the back. We were like, no, nah, I'm not trying to talk about it. Like, oh, um, instead of talking about my feelings, why don't we just, like, drink more uh, alcohol and forget this? You know what I mean? Like, that was, like, the standard for a while. And so, like you said earlier, it really is now just getting to the point where bubbles of men are having these think pieces, these recordings, these conversations about, like, man, like, I think masculinity and it's like best form is a beautiful thing. Like, I think like it's conducive to the feminine energy. It's conducive to the yin and yang within yourself. It's respectful of everybody. And I think one reason it is getting hard to have that conversation is because traditionally the people who have identified as being masculine have always been these pieces of shit that make us look like the worst. Like when you got dudes like Hitler being like, yeah, this is what a real man is. It looks pretty bad for us. You know what I mean? Well, granted, that's the worst example you could ever pose. I mean, there's also no, people no, no, like, but like The Rock. I mean, there's 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 different ways to like you know, and that's what these archetypes and these characters come from. So like when The Rock's yeah. over there in the movie and he saves the day and all this stuff, or when Vin Diesel's over there like racing cars and and all these uh, traditional masculine uh, ideas. Like I mean, it gets people going, and I, I don't I, and, and and so I'm not trying to put shame on you for pulling up. The, the bad reference but yeah. but i mean it, it goes good and bad and and, yeah, and fair, fair there's, point. there's definitely a case to make for the other side that there's something good about strong about that strong energy about that stoic you know that stoicism about that ability to to just push forward and and, and to make moves and to stand up for what's right and all that stuff and so i mean and from I mean, we agree. What was the topic we agreed on? Vulnerability. So obviously, I'm not even talking about that, but I, I will make a case for that with the idea that we can also have that other side going. Yeah. And um, 
another thing too to think about why it's kind of hard to talk about vulnerability with men is because like when you think of masculine energy you think of like naturally stronger and so with with strength we don't really define we obviously know the physical aspect but i think there's kind of the underlying assumption of like uh, superiority emotionally maybe and mentally I'm not saying that's right I'm not even saying that's the case I'm just saying that's kind of like how it's always been like that when you say strength and so because you have men being these stoics and things of the sort when you quote unquote look at it like oh psychology is for women then yeah you got all these men saying no I don't I don't need it like I'm I'm you know I'm the opposite of a woman I'm a dude I don't need you know what I mean like I'm yeah, yeah. saying that's right I just see that as kind of been part of the course of why a lot of dudes dismissed it um and like maybe the just the generation before us or the two generations before us, but like, yeah, we're we're definitely at a perfect time to start having that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you on this. So so when it comes to like, especially vulnerability, because uh, as we said, that's the gateway to understanding your emotions. When that happens, it is important for education on that. Now, who should be educating that? Um, I don't know. The schools have been doing like an odd thing. And so, like I said, um, in my intro, I, I said this is an anti, you know, education. However, let's we could point out some some things going on with the education system that might be against boys. But it's also on the parents to be able to to, be, to point out what might be what might be wrong, you know, and, and to give that education to their sons on how to deal with those emotions. OK, um, I'll say this I, when it comes to the schools. I think that because, like, when you start teaching people certain things that might come to some type of personal choice, like things that are, like, objective, when you start trying to teach people how to think, look at objective things, like, in a subjective way, I think I think that becomes dangerous. Like, telling, like, and I only say that because, like, look at, like, the extreme examples of, like, this country's great or this type of people suck. So, like... I, w- I would stay away from it in the schools. I think schools need to stick to like straight facts and like, or at least teach you like facts and kind of like concepts, like how to th- abstractly think. But when it comes to like parenting and that as this was a point that I was something I had read like a, a year or so ago and it, it always stuck with me. It was like every kid has like a different way that they learn. So like every kid's emotional needs are going to be different yet every parent pretty much raised they try to raise all their kids the same in the in the sake of fairness and equality but every kid has a different need so like you're kind of like fucking some of these kids up because you're trying to raise them in a cookie cutter manner so i say that to say this what i was saying earlier or maybe i was telling somebody i think masculinity is fluid i think it's one of those things that shifts depending on the male i think every dude has their own version of what masculinity, a healthy version of masculinity is. And so I do think it is up to the parents to teach that kid how to embrace himself while still holding on to that masculine energy. You know what I mean? How to be honest and open with himself and keep that on a personal level while allowing other people to access that other side of him as well. Okay. Well, I think when you said that, it kind of just threw me off a little bit. Uh, if it's fluid, and I'm not exactly sure how to perceive this, if it's fluid, because in my opinion, there are some certain, like the thing that I've been thinking about for a couple of years, there's, there are certain traits, certain values that are masculine. And that's why I've been like, you know, my past couple episodes, it's like truth, responsibility, oh. action. Okay. And so, and I'm not saying that that is the exact way, but I am saying you can boil things down to a certain extent. So when you say fluid, um, what that means is that it could just be any. When, what I perceive is that it could be anything. And I'm, what do you mean by it could be fluid? Okay, so this actually kind of goes with their point in a in a funny way. Um, I always think that humans are like like think about sports video games. How you have like different attributes that you give points to. When I look at masculinity, I think that there are certain traits that do that are, I guess, within that realm of what we just define as masculinity. I think there are certain words that do coincide with that. With that being the case, I say fluid because not every dude is going to be 
eight points out of ten in every category. Some dudes are going to be seven out of seven out of ten. Some dudes are going to be three out of ten. I'm sorry. I'm joking because so, I could tell that you with my generation, we grew up on that Madden. You no, 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 no. Yeah, seven yeah. on skills. Yeah. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> so that's what I mean by fluid. I think that every dude's masculine skill point and skill set will be different. Like yeah, yeah. Okay, well, give me an example of what the of what maybe those traits of masculinity might be in your opinion. Like, so if there is that, you know, what is it? Like strength and responsibility, and oh, you know, like what are those things that you can rate one to ten in your opinion? No, this is going to be a hard thing because some of these qualities could be attributed or will be and are attributed to women as well. But for the sake of strictly men, what I you know what I'm saying? This is not me dismissing women having these qualities at, at all. This is just purely for the sake of masculinity. So I do think that there's a certain like strength as in like a resolve, like you having your own will. I think having that ability to, to know your own will and have it in your mind and kind of go about your life in that way, I think that is probably the most important skill set of being like a dude. You know what I mean? Like having a good energy about you because you got to be sure in this life and the only way you're going to be sure is if you have your own will. Um, two, I think that, you know, having a very healthy moral compass, which I guess will come down to empathy, um, I think that's very important. I think if you can't understand how other people are, you won't ever get far with making it. Because, like, a lot of this world would be interacting with other people. And if you can't understand how people are, if you can't relate and empathize with people and, you know, just be a fucking human, be a bro with some people sometimes. And like, who the fuck is going to want to do that to you when you need it? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, you could, we could, we could just like go back and forth and start throwing qualities out that we both agree with. But I'd say those probably are the two most important ones. Cause without your will and without a moral compass, I mean, I honestly don't really care what else you could be about. You, you're missing two very important like aspects of being a human at that. But like a, a dude who needs to have a direction, yeah, yeah. Well, and and granted, I'm not. I'm. I was definitely not trying to make a case for you to get uh, shamed on the internet. Now, what I would say, <laughs> what I would say with that was would be that maybe there's like a like within your perspective on this, and that there's like a rating system. Maybe there's a, a double side, and that there's that. Uh, you know, you could like flip it over. You know, kind of like a kind of like a FaceTime flip over to see the other view. And there's that feminine side. And you could rate the feminine energies, you know, because every dude does need to have an ability to have those traits in order to be uh, complete and full. So I can see where you're coming from with this, though. Like there's certain to be whole, you need to have a little bit of everything. I'll say this. One of my greatest attributes I feel like that a healthy man needs to is like the ability to coexist peacefully and non-awkwardly amongst women. I know, like, us dudes make it, like, this science, and, like, we're constantly trying to figure out what women want. But I'll say, <laughs> I'll say the number one thing they want is just safety and, fit, like, just feeling secure and safe in any space that make a woman feel that way as a dude. And then I think you've mastered masculine energy. I think I think that's a really good test. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Um First of all, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm, I'm I want to have women on this podcast to talk about that subject. But you're right, safety, you know. You know, we all have those things that that we're trying to find from somebody else. And so like for instance, when men are known to be more aggressive and more to be more violent, then you want to find a man that can keep you safe from that thing, that danger and all that stuff. So, I agree with that. Uh, that let, let me ask you this. Um let me ask you this. Um when you're like are are you uh we haven't spoken in a minute are you seeing anybody are you single (laughs) single bro are you on are you active on the dating apps are you just like old school i just bro i i I didn't get on dating apps in college at all in my opinion it was like yo i was like yo there are women on campus i'm gonna go talk to these women on campus uh how successful was i with that Uh, well that's debatable now yes i just got on the dating apps and uh i mean it's cool Wait, wait, okay. Um, so I'm gonna just I feel like this is advice I wanna give every dude out there. Two 
uh, two things. Always offer to pay for everything. Just one as a, a gesture of good faith. And then two, always go to like a, a popular, well-known place so they are out in public and feel safe. Like I never want them to think I'm trying to be a creep at all. Like, I mean, I'm taken now, but that was my thing. Like, I wouldn't know dudes. And I'm like, I'm not saying that there aren't women who don't want to come chill at your place the first night. I'm saying that's not the opening move you need to start off with. I'm telling oh, you, see where she's at. Oh, you know so I mean? It's not a good idea to say, hey, let's go to a hike in the middle of nowhere. That's not a good idea? That's like a really good second or third date. <laughs> if y'all were vibing that first date, that's a real good second or third date. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm playing with you, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I appreciate you plugging that in because you, that means you and took what I was saying about uh, some dudes who have no idea what's going on, trying to give some advice. So that's good. That's good stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Cooking. Did you say cooking? That is another thing for. Yeah, I, I didn't say cooking. You uh, you projected that one. But go ahead. What, what about cooking? I will, I will throw this way. So like it allows me this. This is like when I'm cooking. It sounds weird, but this is kind of like a vulnerable time for me too because like me and my girl might be sipping some wine or something or like we might like be smoking and uh i'm typically cooking she's laying on the couch i'm either listening to music or watching something and so when we're in that relaxed chill time that down period of just me like cooking food and like watching over it we'll talk about certain things and depending on the day maybe it's something goofy sometimes i might just be tuning in the food but when we have like a real good conversation going on it allows me to be, you know, open and uh, just fucking vulnerable. Like, just allow her to, like, ask me questions that maybe I normally wouldn't want to talk about. Because, you know, as a dude, like, you get to a point where you're able to deal with a lot of stuff. So you just push a lot of stuff down and you don't really care to talk about stuff. But when you get to the point where it's like, you know what, damn, like, let me open up on this. Let me expand on that. Cooking not only feeds her, you know what I'm saying, on a physical level, but it can be a very intimate thing. And I think that's that that's the thing about being vulnerable, man. Like being a mystery is cool to a degree with your girl, but you got you gotta give her some information about you as well. You gotta open up. Yeah, well I mean cooking is an intimate thing overall and it's an experience, you know what I'm saying? Like if if, if yeah. I mean well, because we grew up on that fast food culture, you know what I'm saying? Like we know it's just like hey, eat this right quick. get get that get that food in you and then go to bed. Some shit like that. But like, <laughs> yo. In different cultures, man, like, and back in the day, like, when there was a meal, that was a big deal. Hey, we have this meal going on. If they had phones, like, they throw the phones in the lake. We got, a, we got a meal going on right now. And you hang out with the family and interact, and you have a nice meal together. And that was a whole different experience. That would be like, that would, that would be like playing a card game now or something. That would be like a cool thing. And, and like, nobody does that anymore. So that is an intimate and, and a, um, personal experience when you're able to to do that with somebody especially if you cook it yourself dude oh yeah just make sure you 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 just make sure either a you cook it and it's good or b you're ready to get uber eats immediately after if it's terrible like just oh yeah <laughs> the one or two options man <laughs> and if you broke and if you broke you better live by a little caesars for sure <laughs> right right <laughs> I miss Little Caesars, man. I need to get some. I haven't had it in a while. That's some good pizza, though. Bro, you know, I, I lived on a on. Uh, I lived right off Signal Mountain Boulevard, so you know, back in the day. Oh I, yeah. I I would go there and just you know, man, I go there, go to the Dollar Tree as well, and it would be a good time. I definitely got my fill there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I know what you mean. So, so, but that's everything intimate thing. Now, but earlier, uh, you know, we were talking earlier. And first of all, I must say you're very good at talking on the phone. Um, you're not good at saving stuff for the podcast. You were just talking. You said you, you you threw all this truth on me. I said, hold on a second, wait for the podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> and you got stuff to say, man. I can see why you're a musician. You don't even know how to express it. Okay. So now, but you were saying earlier, it's like it's like. Um, what, what was it? Somebody was telling you because you said I like cooking, and then somebody said, "Well, just be careful with that. If she gets too, if your girl gets too used to it, then she'll take it for granted, or she'll just, you know, it'll become part of her thing, and, and then she, she'll expect it." And then you you pushed back inside and said, "No, no I, I'm not going to take that advice because, in my opinion, 
that's a good thing. And if she does get out of line, I will I will express to her that she's getting out of line. And I don't think that's the way we should be treating each other. Yeah, like I, I think that kind of goes back to the masculine energy as well. Like the lady has, like, I think every dude's lady, like if she doesn't respect you on that level, like I, I know men and women are equal, but if she doesn't respect you as a man, then you're not going to get a lot of things done. And so when he was talking about that, he was like, he cooks every once in a while for his lady. Um, one of my, you know what I'm saying? One of my older homies, uh, older white guy I work with, cool guy. Um, and he had been married once before. And I guess he's like, he's in his mid forties, cool guy. But this is his current lady. He's telling me this. And I was like, look, dog, no, um, I cook for my lady because it's like my act of service. It's like it's like a gift I do. Because like you said, it is intimate. So if I'm doing it for you on a day-to-day basis, it shows that I have a care and love and affection for you. Because I've never done this for anybody else. And so, yeah, if she were to ever, like, try to take advantage of that shit, dog, like, I would immediately have to, like, you know, I, I would literally never, ever put my hands on a woman in, a, like, a fucking, like, hurtful manner. But I will look her style. You said I might, like, like hold her hand or like grab her by the waist or something like look her staring in the face and like look like no like chill her shit out like no that's not happening yeah you'll you express very seriously the fact that that's not the way that you're trying to roll and don't take that for granted and you want to know what that comes back to once again the topic of this whole this whole conversation is vulnerability like in that moment if you're doing it in the right way you're letting her know like look dog like you're you being unappreciative is definitely something that doesn't sit well with me it, it sucks like honestly like that's, that's how i look at any negative emotion that i experience from somebody i love i'm like dog like this sucks like what are you doing like <laughs> like i need to let you know that this hurts me that, that that's one thing i've come to realize yeah. like, when you can articulate why you feel a certain way it it allows having conversations about how people treat you or how you're treating people to be much more open and candid because now they know you understand on a deeper than oh this person told me they're upset but does they really, do they really get it no now this person yeah, yeah. can articulate why they feel a certain way well yeah and that articulation is good and 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 it goes back to the point of like you need to understand how to use language and to be able to express yourself through words and all this stuff because when you get upset, your emotions can cause you to do a variety of things. And the yeah. last thing you do want to do, well, the very last thing you want to do is uh, is put your hand, is, is like hit a woman. But then the second last thing is to is to is to get so upset that you punch a hole through the wall or something of that nature. And so, what you want to do is be able to say, "This is okay. I'm going to express how I feel right now." And then you and then you can say in words what you're trying to express with your feelings. And I I, I laugh at myself just from thinking of that because I don't think I've ever heard anybody like any men say that because it's just taboo or some shit, but like everybody gets riled up at some point and you need to be able to have that linguistic ability to say, okay, this is what I mean, especially when we're talking about between men and women. Yeah, dude. Um, some of my most embarrassing and ang- like most like, Moments that made me the most angry have been in regards to women. Now you make me feel good because you said putting hands on our pun- on women are punching are punching holes in walls. I've never done either of those, but I've definitely gotten very very fucking riled up and said some words that I feel like you should never say to your partner. So in that sense, I've definitely been driven to fucking insanity essentially. And like you said, looking back on it, and now how I try to move forward now is like being able to sit here and get a grasp on the situation and articulate how I feel because it's much better for everybody. And I, th- I think, like you said, part of, um, that I, 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 part of being that man is knowing how to handle certain situations. So yeah, like I definitely think you need to know how to talk your emotions out. It, it, it gives you a certain amount of respect because a lot of people don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's the next move that we need to make as men is to be able to understand that because, I mean, with with, with texting and emojis and and with, with, with just with the new technology going on, we're not able to just really express ourselves through what we have been in the past, which is pretty much going away and going to work and you know working on the ranch or picking up large things and moving them across and and doing it physically. So we need to do it uh, linguistically 
you know, and through language and stuff. And so I think that's the next move we must make. And and so I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I got a couple. I got an app on my phone. It's a word a day. You know, I, I got the uh, the Webster dictionary on my phone, and so I learn a new word every day because I said, well, maybe that'll help me understand what these words mean, and I can express myself in a language that's good. And then you know I'm able to use that to communicate instead of like anything else. So I think that is the next move. I will say piggybacking off of the like the power of words is uh. Well, I, I forget the dude. It's some philosopher from like hundreds of years ago. But this guy essentially was like, words are imperfect. That's why you must like essentially learn as many words as possible to get to like learn the absolute best word for any situation. And that's how I look at words myself, like whether it be making music or just like in life, like I feel like no words are going to actually ever capture the actual degree of how I feel. So I got to find the best word possible. And I'm always yeah. looking at synonyms, antonyms, like you know what I mean. Like, just looking at words. If I, if I, I love reading for that very fact on your phone that if you don't know a word, you can highlight it, and then a dictionary will pop up and give you the definition. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And especially as a as a lyricist that you are, you know, like that's all that you have. I mean, you're not uh, with your music. Are you playing the instruments at all, or are you just doing the lyrics? I, I it. I like make the melodies and all that stuff. Like I, I produce the sounds and stuff like that, but I'm not physically like, like if you hear a guitar, am I physically playing the guitar? No, but am I on like my uh, computer making a guitar sound and making the riff? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's even bigger deal, you know, because your words are probably the biggest part of the song. I mean, you know, the, 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 the beat and the, and the music is the backdrop of what you're saying is, is kind of what you're trying to get across. So it's important for you to know what words mean. And this is what made me upset, you know, and, and I'm, I'm in the military, so I've got credibility to say this. People said back in the day, our grandfather's generation, they went to war to fight. And they, and, you know, and they, you know, and they went through actual war and pain. Nowadays, these young guys say words hurt. And I said, well, that's true. However, we've come to understand that words do hurt. So take that how it is. You know what I mean? And then too, like different, like different eras have their different like things that they can focus on. Like, in people's generation who had war, they literally had no time to sit here and focus on fucking like growth and what if words hurt them. Like, or if they did, it was a very internal monologue. Like all these thoughts you were having, you weren't trying to have group discussions on it. You were trying to fucking survive. Like, we yeah, were yeah. fortunate enough to grow up in a period of peace, and like that's just kind of how like how time works <laughs> and how societies end up becoming. Like, we become more self-aware through the. Uh, through the through what peace affords us like peace affords you so much growth and so we've seen economic growth we've seen societal growth and now we're trying to have this like uh psychological growth across the whole you know what i mean sociological growth i do want to point out that we did not grow up in a period of peace uh you and i were both alive during 9 11 and then the, you, 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 you the war right, that's right. still ensuing off of that but uh, but but you're correct in the fact that we were not you know, drafted to do that. And that's a big deal. So that's good. Yeah. And, and I mean, in the sense of like a global world war, and I guess I am discounting every skirmish and fight that has happened since then. So I don't mean to do that. I don't mean to. I know what you mean, man. I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to point you out for that. And, and especially like, you know, trying to have an argument about war is the worst thing ever. So oh, no, nothing about that. Want any listeners out there to be like, yo, that guy's a fucking like anti, like military. Yeah, he's, a, he's a hippie, bro. <laughs> 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 no, I know what you mean. Though. I know what you mean. Hey, uh, okay, we're coming up on time. Um, yeah. Is there any? Is there anything else that? Okay, because I guess I must say before this. Is there anything else that you want to say when it comes to vulnerability? I will just say last thing, closing out. As a man, I think that vulnerability is one of the better traits that a truly masculine guy can have. Because I think that maybe vulnerability is associated with being like a woman. Or, and so if that's at that woman energy, I think if you can master it, then you got to get, like I said, you'll make 
women of the opposite, you make people of the opposite sex feel comfortable, but you'll have a good balance within yourself. You'll be a healthy individual. It'll help you do a lot more in life. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to piggyback off that, even just to just, I mean, just being yourself, I mean, just to live with yourself. I don't, you know, who cares about women, dude? When it comes to living with yourself, you can get to a point where you don't even understand if you're told to not be vulnerable at all, you can get to a point where you don't know how to live with yourself. So once you can accept that vulnerability, yeah, life opens up and you're able to create a good life for yourself. Facts. That's what, yeah. Uh, mentally, I think everybody should be able to afford themselves that to to live a good life emotionally and mentally as an individual. Because hell, I mean, you're gonna die alone, so you might as well be able to endure being alone. I feel that, man. Well, what I was going to say, uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Uh, I'm going to have you on again. Um, yes, sir. No matter, yeah, no matter what you say, you coming on. I'm going to call you while you're at work or some stuff. I don't know, man. Uh, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm on the farm. Uh, no, I'm going to – yeah, dude, I, I like your perspective. We're going to talk again, um, and I'm about to play your song, OVO Sounds. So, okay, do I need to plug? Do I need to exit out or what, what do I need to do? <laughs> uh, I'll hang up and we'll be good. All right, cool. Thanks, Doc. I'll talk to you. Yes, sir.